Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. When a first responder or veteran doesn't return home and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel to Towers supports them. The foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their Gold Star Family Home Program and Fallen First Responder Home Program. Through their Smart Home Program, catastrophically injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home, especially at Adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Tunnel to Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They are helping more than 2,000 in 2023 because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas, the Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Live from the gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. All righty, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Sunday, the last day of the regular season of the NFL, and, of course, a lot of action going on with the college football championship tomorrow, Monday. But, of course, our focus is on horse racing. Plenty of that going on in the race book here in Las Vegas, especially at the South Point. We come to you from the South Point Studios at the South Point Hotel Casino on the Fabulous Strip. 
And, of course, we have plenty other platforms for you guys to get us on a Sunday or any other day that we broadcast. And, of course, that is with our uh, websites, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas.world.global. you got your iPhone, Android with the KSHP uh, phone app that you can put on your uh, devices so you can hear us that way. And, of course, anywhere you get your podcasting. But we suggest always to go to uh, YouTube, get on South Point Studio, and then hit the uh, subscribe button on that. And you'll get to see and hear us on the race day shows. And, of course, here in Las Vegas, our AM anchor radio station, KSHB Sports Talk, 1400 AM and 107.1 FM. Got a lot of places you can get us, that's for sure. We welcome you to the show. We thank you for being with us on this Sunday morning. It is cold here in Las Vegas in the mid, low and mid and High 30s in the mornings, and of course in the afternoons we're going to get up to the high 50s and 60s, that's it. But the big weather, of course, right now for horse racing, is across the nation. It's on the East Coast. And as far as the East Coast is concerned and the Midwest, it is just getting slammed with all sorts of weather, from rain to snow to to sleet to freezing uh, ice. It's just a mess there. And it seems that the way the weather pattern is going, the way the jet stream is going, this is going to be the first of two more uh, different uh, storms that are going to be making its way through to the through the southeast and up on the south, uh, all the way up to the northeast uh, corridor and uh, the Midwest. You guys are going to have, like, bad weather for at least uh, the next 10 days. So uh, just uh, hunker down and enjoy because, after all, it is wintertime, but be safe out there, that's for sure. It's going to affect... Uh, racing conditions at a lot of racetracks around the country as well. As far as the uh, West Coast, though, nice and clear in Southern California. And we have a big coast-to-coast pick five carryover today in excess of $180,000. We'll get into that in just a moment on how it got to a carryover, etc. But uh, we want to welcome everybody to the Race Day Show. And with me on set in studio, let's welcome Mr. John Lendo. John, for the third day. Good morning, my man. Good morning, Ralph. I tell you what, for a Sunday morning in Las Vegas, you're pretty chipper. Well, yeah, you know, I'm like uh, Jimmy Vaccaro just walked by. He had 12 hours of sleep. I guess uh, <laughs> maybe it just rubbed off a little, that's for sure. But it's, it's going to be ex- an exciting day because we have that little nugget, you know, that uh, carryover in the Coast to Coast Big right. 5 and uh, some uh, great racing cards around. But like I said, we might be affected with some weather on the East Coast as far as turf racing or racing at all. There's no cancellations up to this point, but uh, that weather has uh, been really slamming the East Coast. Well, it's the beginning of the year, January. You're expecting this around the country a little bit. So we'll just, uh, you know, we'll, we're horse players. We adapt and overcome. You know, I got to tell you, it was a lot of fun being in the book yesterday. A lot of folks came up in the South Point book yesterday to, to uh, share some stories with us and do some handicapping. It was really a lot of fun. That's the great thing about being in a race book here in Las Vegas, especially here at the South Point, that separates the race and sports book. They have their both two separate uh, books, and that's for sure. And it's just, uh, you know, just having fun and, and commiserating and communicating and celebrating with uh, all of your friends out there sharing handicapping ideas. It was really great. Well, that's that's how we became fans. You yeah. go to the racetrack and you develop your friendships, and now it's a social thing. You get out there and you want to see your buddies, how you're yeah. doing. Yeah. what's going on and you tell a few lies and you have a good time yeah and not only that but you sit there and uh, you know you you say well who do you like who do you like and the next thing you know you're sitting there saying well you know let's put a ticket together and right. see if we can hit the thing and it was great and i know a lot of people a lot of people were frustrated 
off of that uh, coast-to-coast pick five yesterday. But we'll get into that a little bit. I know Jonathan Hardoon's got a soapbox so high he's he's, no, he's got nosebleed going on because uh, he's going to get more into it on Wednesday. I know we will all get into it on Wednesday, but for now we want to uh, you know keep a keep a look and uh, take a look at what's going on today that is pertinent for today for us. That's for sure. Um, a couple of nice football games last yesterday. The, the last game really meant something. The winner is in and the loser's out. Good game last night, Houston and Indy. And uh, interesting schedule today with so many guys not playing. And yeah. it's, it's kind of fun to be out here in Las Vegas. You know, these guys have all done their homework out here and uh, watching the numbers move around the board. It, I, you know, being in California, I don't get to see this all the time. Yeah, so they, call that, they call that the wise guy money. The wise guy money is showing up. The, the steamers How, yeah however in horse racing we're not too uh we're not too privy and or really liking like that late wise guy money that's showing up in the pools all of a sudden and uh, jonathan hardoon's got a, a a story about a horse that uh left the gate at one odds finished the race in front at another odds he had the horse and he thought he lost money and he he did from the the line that the horse that when he left the gate yeah that's the computer assisted wagering money yeah. uh, sh- rearing its head again yeah, yeah yeah we 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 do have to address that sooner or later that's for sure all right on today's show we got of course uh john with us we got jonathan standing by we'll have rich ang he's going to give us a thought on the uh college football championship game tomorrow night featuring washington and michigan and of course all the uh, most of the lame duck NFL games today, and of course horse racing—that's for sure. Let me give you the results from what happened yesterday. Uh, Aqueduct yesterday—they uh, had a couple of stakes races. The Jerome, of course, had ten Kentucky Derby leaderboard points attached to it, and the person who got those ten points and the horse who got that ten points was Drum Roll Please, which is a horse that uh, Jonathan Hardoon liked a lot. He has connections with uh, Brad Cox, who was the trainer. Javier Castellano rode. It uh, was a really nice, solid win, I thought, because the horse sat off of uh, the leaders, uh, rounded the turn on the outside, and then wore him down in the stretch work with a confidence win in the uh, Jerome, paying $3.20 as the favorite. El Grande O was second, and uh, Calnate finished third in that race. That was the Jerome. Later on, the ladies' stakes won by comparative with the Manny Franco aboard, and that was uh, Brad Cox trainee too. So Brad Cox won both stakes races yesterday at Aqueduct. That horse paid six twenty, outrunning Saddle Up Jesse and Evidencias, who finished third. Pick six, nobody had the pick six yesterday at Aqueduct, so they got a carryover as well. Five out of six paid a thousand ninety one dollars and fifty cents, and I guess that was uh, mostly because the last race winner came in and paid fifty seven dollars even on a horse that was the Hunchback. The horse's name was Can't Beat Me, and they didn't. $57 at Aqueduct yesterday. All right, then we uh, we noted, uh, John, that we had a carryover in the Golden Gate Pick 5 yesterday, the early Pick 5 yesterday. The winners there paid $17, 5 $6, $20.80, and $7 even. The winning numbers were 6, 2, 3, 5, 6, Five out of six paid two thousand three hundred and ninety-two dollars in that carryover in the pick five yesterday at Golden Gate. Oaklawn Park featured the Pippin Stakes at a mile and sixteenth. That was the ninth on the card. Phillies and mares four-year-olds and up. It was an off-track at uh, Oaklawn, but as uh, John and Jonathan both have told us several times, that uh, track at Oaklawn Park, the main track, really is, it holds water well. And it really is a good track for even off-track racing. It, it, it has a great bottom to it. 
Winner there in the Pippin was Misty Vale. Mike Maker, the trainer there. Ramon Vasquez riding at 820. Outrunning Ice Orchid and uh, Butterbean, who finished third there at Oaklawn yesterday. And then we went to uh, Turfway Park last night. Turfway Park, uh, the winner of the Turf Preview Stakes. Now, this is uh, the uh, stakes race that is uh, the prep for the big uh, stakes race there. I think it's the Jack Ruby Stakes Stake. Go yep. figure. The Jack Ruby Stakes Stake, <laughs> which is uh, one of the uh, Kentucky Derby prep races. For the Derby, and it has a Derby leaderboard points. The uh, Turfway preview did not, but the winner of that race prepping for the uh, prep uh, was Vote No, uh, with Geraldo Corrales aboard paying $4.98. Remember, they pay down to the penny in the in the breakage there. John, William Murray, trainer. Bill Murray. Bill huh? Murray trained the horse, yeah. Uh, uh, he's he's out there. He's, in, he's all over the place. Yeah, huh? Uh, let's go. Uh, Mark was second, and uh, finishing third in the race was Sweet uh, Saudi J. All right, then we go to uh, the big, great race place, Santa Anita. Santa Anita yesterday, of course, the San Vicente. This is another race for three-year-olds, a pivotal race at seven furlongs, but it holds no Kentucky Derby future book points. But the winner there was Muth, an easy winner. Uh, Juan Hernandez aboard, paying $2.80 as the filthy prohibitive favorite. Uh, Bob Baffert trainee, and Baffert was already heading uh, down to the uh, winner circle when they turned for home because the other horse that was battling Muth uh, at the top of the stretch was Pilot Commander, who finished second, also trained by Bob Baffert. So Baffert runs 1-2 in that race. Slider, a horse that I kind of liked, uh, John Sadler's horse, I thought uh, ran a very credible third in that race. I think you're going to hear more from Slider, John. I think so. Yeah, a lot of speed. He did all the dirty work battling with Pilot Commander, and he never gave up. He got no. hit a neck for a second. He ran pretty well. Yeah, he was uh, he was battling all the way to the wire. He never gave up, that's for sure. Uh, Jerry Jackowitz had a reverse uh, play win for us in the ninth race yesterday at Santa Anita. Irish Prophet got the win for Juan Hernandez again, paying twelve eighty. But Jerry's a key horse, Maltese Falcon. Finished third in that race, and John, I thought the Maltese Falcon was gone in the middle of the stretch. I don't know how that horse lost. I, what a ride by Joel Rosario on the fence every step of the yeah. way. He opened up and he got caught from behind. I know. I well, Juan Hernandez beating yeah. uh, Joel Rosario. That's that uh, the the dollar reverse exacto paid thirty two dollars and seventy cents at uh, Santa Anita yesterday, and for the most part, uh, you know. Uh, Favorites mixed in with a couple of long shots there. The highest-priced winner of the day paid $38. That was in the fifth race at Santa Anita yesterday. Gulfstream Park, three stakes races there, the final three on the card. The Ginger Brew was won by Ozara. Tyler Gaffleon for Christophe Clement, paying $8 even. Uh, outrunning Life's and Audible. And uh, Wasuksi, I guess, is the uh, third-place finisher there. In the Limehouse Stakes, a uh, couple of late scratches in that race. Left a field of uh, five. The winner there was shipped to shore. Uh, Mr. Uh, Diaz aboard, uh, Hector Diaz Jr. at uh, $5.60 for trainer Eddie Owens Jr. And the uh, 11th race was the Diana Beach at a mile on the turf for three-year-olds. That one there was Takeo uh, for Rudolph Sanchez Salomo. Uh, and uh, Mr. Ruiz rode that horse, paying twenty nine eighty in that race. And, um, well... The coast-to-coast pick five. Uh, i got to tell you, the 10th race, the Limehouse, was, uh, I think, the uh, final race or the next to final race in the coast-to-coast it was pick the, five. I think the fourth of the five races, yeah. I think. Now, in this race, there was a horse that was one to five shipped to shore. Before that, 
Number one, Sir Flash was uh, got away or some guy in the starting gate was having problems. He right? had a problem uh, getting saddled, and then in the gate he reared up two or three times, and he and he dropped the jock, and, and he was scratched, scratched at the gate. Yeah. Then they put the horses back in the gate, and all of a sudden, the one-to-five favorite, and it got to be a singleton on 99.9%, at least a horse at 99.9% on the uh, tickets for the uh, Coast to Coast Five. Uh, Valiant Force acted up as well, and then he got scratched. Yeah, he threw a fit after they tried to reload him. He came out, and again, all the money was there. And uh, so now you're left with, what, three or four horses? Yeah, and, and, uh, had four horses left yeah. in the race. And uh, unfortunately, as it stands, uh, you know, you end up getting, if you get a late scratch like that, you end up on the post-time favorite out of your control. Right. And so they ended up on, on uh, a horse that was six to five. You are pushed to the favorite of the race, no matter what you had in the race. Uh, and like you said, uh, not your control. It has nothing. That's just the way it is because they don't have the, the sophisticated system in the paramutual software there when they're offering this stuff to offer an alternate horse. Exactly right. Yeah. Okay, let's keep that in mind because I'm sure Jonathan will have thought about that a little bit later. Anyhow, the winner, um, paid 560, was uh, the favorite in the race anyhow, but i got to tell you. No, the, favor- uh, the favorite was, uh, was off the board. This was the second choice that won. Oh, okay. So oh. all of those guys that ended up on the favorite lost. All right, so this horse, oh, I guess uh, then Cuban Thunder must have been the favorite. No, he was scratched as well. He was I, scratched. I, yeah, I, I forget which horse was favored. Somebody else went off at six to five. Oh, that was a mess. That race yeah. was a mess. It was just an absolute mess. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, Ship to Shore wins it, was not the favorite. So all of those tickets that were forced into the favorite all became losers and not at the uh, bequest of the people who bet them. Right. And that was the key right there. All right. Pick six at Gulfstream, by the way, paid 53988 So you get, uh, you know, uh, a thought about uh, how difficult that uh, sequence was. And the coast-to-coast pick five, because of this disaster that happened in that race, had a carryover. Nobody had the pick five, coast-to-coast pick five, on account of that mess that happened in that race. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, So we're going to go to our first break, I think. We're going to do that right now. On the show, of course, we've got Jonathan Ardoon standing by. John Lindo is with us in studio. And, uh, of course, we got Rich Ang coming along with a football pick and a horse pick as well. And, of course, you know Jerry Jackowitz will be here a little bit later on. So don't go away on this Sunday show. We're just getting started. Don't forget, go to South Point Studio on YouTube and subscribe. We'll be right back. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. 
morning, and now it's time to go to the uh, menu of racetracks available today. Now, I want to remind everybody out there <clears throat> that the weather is, uh, the, that bad weather is just going up and down the East Coast. And it's, uh, you know, there one one storm after another going through there. So right now, this is the menu. We don't have any cancellations as of yet. That doesn't mean there won't be any later on. And, of course, uh, the turf racing at a lot of these racetracks, if they have al- already not designated for it, it certainly might come off as well. So keep that in mind. Uh, the racing menu for today has the first post times as they will roll out in the Pacific time zone. We are in the Pacific time zone here. Race Day Las Vegas is in Las Vegas, of course. So these will be the first post times that roll out in our race books right here. If you are listening on all of those other platforms that we welcomed everybody at the top of the show, we know there's plenty of you out there listening in other time zones. So it's simply put, adjust wherever you're at to the Pacific time zone so you get these uh, post times right in your area so you won't miss anything like I miss mom and dad, okay? Here we go. Here's the menu for today. We begin with Gulfstream Park, 10 races. The feature race today is the $100,000 Glitter Woman for three-year-old fillies going six furlongs, seven before scratches. Favoritism will be between Into Champagne at 8 to 5 and Let Them Watch at 2 to 1. They break from posts 1 and 2. Ten races at Gulfstream in the first post time of 9-10. John already got the word from Gulfstream Park that races 2 and 5 will be coming off the turf. Second and fifth will be coming off the turf. However... Uh, I guess they're going to have the other turf races staying on the turf. That's the latest from Gulfstream. First post time is at 9.10. Then we have Aqueduct, the big A in New York. First post time, 9.20 at uh, Aqueduct. And uh, 9.20, first post time there. Aqueduct has that carryover in their pick six. It's a regular pick six carryover, too, folks. Uh, That is uh, sitting at... $29,483. $29,483 in the Aqueduct Pick 6 carryover. First post time there at the Big A for their nine races is set at 9.20. 9.20 at the Big A. All right, then Laurel Park is next. Laurel Park has nine races. Got to be really, got to be muddy and bad down there at Golden Gate, don't you think, John? Uh, Laurel's rated sloppy and just got to, from Aqueduct, they are sloppy right now. Sloppy at Aqueduct? That kind of figured with all that weather going through there. Laurel Park has a pick six jackpot carryover $1,270. They got nine races on that off track. First post time is 925. Then we have Tampa Bay Downs. Tampa Bay Downs has a first post time for eight races at 930. Tampa Bay's first post time is at 930. They have a pick six jackpot carryover $9,878. Eight races, Tampa. First post time, 930. Oaklawn Park in Hot Springs, Arkansas. They have nine races today at Oaklawn. And their first post time at Oaklawn Park is set at 10.30, 10.30, Oaklawn Park. Fairgrounds and all that jazz. Fairgrounds has a regular pick six carryover of $5,830. Uh, it is not a jackpot. It's a regular pick six carryover. And they have uh, eight races. They're off the turf at Fairgrounds as well. So you could take the third, fifth, and seventh races off the turf at uh, Fairgrounds. First post time there is 10.45. Sunland Park. Has all quarter horse racing today, but listen up, folks. The seventh race is the $350,000 championship at Sunland. 440 yards, a grade one for three-year-olds and up. And, John, in this race, there are in the race is the winner and the second-place finisher of the Los Alamitos champion of champion races. Right. you got to impress him in there, and, and uh, the, the horse that beat Flashback. Him, yeah, flashback. Two yeah. really good horses. It's, it's a must-watch for me. I, I like the quarter horse. Yeah, no kidding. And it's a six-horse field. 
Uh, it'll be the seventh race on the card, and the two that uh, finished first and second in the big champion of champions at Los El is in this field, the championship at Sunland. Seventh race, nine races overall. First post time at Sunland today is 11.25. Santa Anita is next. They've got nine races. The feature today is the Santa Inez. Uh, that is for three-year-old fillies at seven furlongs. Just uh, the counterpart of yesterday's um, race for the Colts. Uh, the $100,000 grade three, seven furlong race sees just five, a compact field of five. Pretty competitive there, though. Three to five favorite is Copian with uh, Flavian Pratt. Two to one second choice is Tambo with uh, uh, Mr. Fresu aboard. Five going to Santa Inez. First post time of the nine races at Santa Anita is set at 1230. 12.30. No, 12, 12 noon. I'm sorry. 12 That's noon. right. This This is, again... The sheet is wrong, and I forgot the market because I had looked at it yesterday. 12 high noon. 12 noon is the first post time at Santa Anita. Our graphic is right. I was wrong. The sheet's wrong, but it's okay. we got to correct it. 12 high noon in Santa Anita for their nine race card. Then we go to Golden Gate. Eight races today. Golden Gate first post time is 1245 there. Golden Gate's pick six jackpot carryover, $5,251. They also have a super high five carryover, $2,338. First post time at Golden Gate, again for eight races, $1,245. And then we'll wrap it up at Los Alamitos in Southern California, where they have nine races tonight. The first three will be mixed breed. Uh, the next six will be quarter horses. And the last race is the feature race, the Charger Bar. Uh, that handicap at 400 yards for Phillies and Mares, four-year-olds, and up the $100,000 Charger Bar has a field of 10. That's the ninth and final. And, of course, Los Alamitos. If it's Sunday, it means they've got a pot already in the pick six. It's a regular pick six, not a jackpot. They have seeded it with $10,000. Ten grand is already in that pick six pot for tonight. First post time is 5.15. And that is your racing menu for today. Now it's time to bring in Jonathan Hardoon, who's been chomping at the bit. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? Good morning, John. Uh, nice to see you. We're fine. We'll just sit back and listen now. <laughs> um, what's going on, guys? Are uh, you going to be? You're, you look at this. I mean, you're going to be nice and calm now. I thought you had something to say. Well, obviously, after yesterday's debacle, if this doesn't call for them to add alternates to these races, I mean, what does? You got there was a four or five horse field. You got pushed to a horse that. Personally, I wouldn't have bet at 20 to 1, to be honest with you. And not only that, in this day and age of CAW, you really don't even know who's going to be the favorite till the middle of the stretch. So how do you even know who you're rooting for? The whole thing is a mess. It's got to be fixed. And after yesterday, if they don't fix it, uh, they'll never fix it because it's terrible. It's bad for the game. It pisses people off, and it really it really leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I, I agree with you 100% on that. John, the uh, the racetracks have got together with the uh, Paramutual company, the people that offer the software and the computerized system, and just say, hey, listen, what we have now is antiquated. If they're not going to change it, then they have to stop offering these types of bets. They, they just can't offer bets that that is detrimental to uh, the patron. Well, this problem really, really popped up and, and became a national thing when Modern Games was scratched at Del Mar and the Breeders' Cup yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, he ended up running for purse money only because of the uh, just mistakes that were made before the race. He wins the race, but the people who had him were handed another horse that ran up the track. And, and, you know, a lot of tickets, were, it was the last race of the day, a lot of tickets were alive. So 
We know that the CHRB, the California Horse Racing Board, as the ADW companies are relicensed to handle the California racetracks, mm-hmm. as those licenses come up, they're going to require the uh, the racetracks or anybody making offering those offer uh, those type of races in California to have available an alternate selection. It hasn't been all, done all yet because not all the licenses have come up. Yeah, but it's one of those things where nationally. I don't see why, if you're going to offer that type of sequence, a pick five, pick six, you ought to be, you can only offer it if you have the alternate selection available. That should be the rule. I know it should be, and it, it's a long time coming, that's for sure. But now you said that is in California. So the other jurisdictions outside of California, like uh, Nevada or like New York, et cetera, are not, um, they're not forced to do that then, right? Well, let's say uh, in Nevada here, if you're going to take a pick five or six, pick six wager, you yeah. should have available the, the chance to, to use yeah. the software for an alternate selection. Yeah. It, it's not, I know one of the ADW companies that does business in California does have an alternate selection uh-huh. on the Santa Anita races for the pick, pick uh, five and, and uh, you know, the, the long sequences. Yeah. So it's possible. Yeah. But they're not requiring it yet until they all get relicensed, and it's only for California wagers. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's something that needs to go national because these bets are more and more prevalent, and uh, you know, guys like us want to play. Yeah, well, I mean, we're playing yeah, the coast to coast, uh, coast to coast again today. Yes, uh, Jonathan. Once someone does it, everyone will fall in line and do it. They will follow them once somebody does it. Yeah. But remember, this thing that happened was two years ago, and nothing's changed. The only time it ever comes up is when you get a situation like yesterday. Yeah. It's terrible. It's just terrible. Not only that, whoever lays out the pick five coast to coast, today they have two seven-horse fields and a six-horse field. There are other races on the card with ten horses in them and nine horses. Why not offer those races? It's going to guarantee a much bigger payoff. They're making a mistake. Whoever lays this out doesn't have a clue of what they're doing. All right. Well, that's a good way of getting uh, the heart pumping on Sunday. And I feel by, better. <laughs> and, and by the way, folks, uh, he'll continue this on Wednesday's show. So this is going to be an interesting uh, you know, soapbox on Wednesday. But uh, for now, Jonathan, um, let's get your blood pressure down a little and, and look at some, maybe picking some horses. All right. Well, the first of our two, by the way, New York Aqueduct is a swimming pool today. Yeah. It is the track is a total mess. All that snow turned to rain overnight. Yeah. And, and it's really, you know, up here in Saratoga, we've got 10 inches so far and it's still coming down. So we're in for it. But down at Aqueduct, where it counts, mm-hmm. the track is a swimming pool. So I'm avoiding that track today for radio. Okay. And the first of our two radio plays is going to come in Gulfstream Park's 10th race, which is on the turf. Like you said, two races came off, but uh, races 7 and 10 remain on. I like the number six horse in here, Pendulum. This is a three-year-old filly from the Brendan Walsh barn. Three career starts. Each race is better than the previous one. She gets Lasix today for the first time. Tyler Gaffleone for Brendan Walsh, five to one on the morning line. I like number six, Pendulum, to win today's 10th race out at Gulfstream Park. All right, 10th race, mile on the turf, number six, Pendulum. Uh, the six horse in the 10th uh, race at Gulfstream. Nothing at Aqueduct in the swimming pool there. Just make sure you've got your floats with you. Okay, now we go to uh, Santa Anita. Yeah, Santa Anita race nine. It's a mile on the turf, and I love the number two horse in here, Captain Coochies. This is a four-year-old gelding who's been gelded since his last start. He's an improving horse. He's getting better with each start. I love the rider switch to Frankie Dettori. This guy's riding like he's 20 years old. He's been yeah. unbelievable. 
at this meet. Uh, he's listed at six to one on the morning line. Should work out a terrific trip in here. I like number two, Captain Coochies, to win today's ninth and final out All of right. Seneca. We got picks from Jonathan and two of the final races on their cards. Uh, also at Santa Anita in the ninth and final, the two Captain Cochise, uh, the two horse in the ninth race at Santa Anita. And Jonathan wants to make sure we get some good dinner money. Thanks so much, Jonathan. And uh, keep that, uh, you know, keep the burner a little bit low until Wednesday, okay? I'm sure something will happen today. To, uh... <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jonathan. Stay safe and be well. All right. We're going to be back with uh, even more on the race day show for this Sunday. Rich Ang is next. i got to wait until s- see what he says about maybe uh... – a grief or two about football who knows <laughs> anyhow we're here at the race day show on this sunday just having a lot of fun and hope you're enjoying it with us go to south point studio on youtube and hit subscribe we'll keep telling you that because we want all of you to subscribe it is free and we'll be back right after this born from the tragedy of 9-11 the tunnel to towers foundation is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours when a first responder or veteran doesn't return home and leaves behind a young family tunnel to towers supports them the foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their gold star family home program and fallen first responder home program through their smart home program catastrophically injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home specially adapted Adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Tunnel to Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They are helping more than 2,000 in 2023 because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the race book right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. everybody they have announced the finalists for the eclipse awards after the voting was uh cut off or stopped uh the deadline was a couple of days ago we'll be talking a little bit more about that on the wednesday show as well uh i know bill mott uh, it could be uh ready for a big night of uh, winning the eclipse award john well you should you had three horses win breeders yeah. cup races yeah. and uh just an unbelievable year for bill mott yeah yeah the finalists are out and uh, we'll wait and see about that but in the meantime there's another championship coming up, and it's tomorrow. It's the college football championship featuring Michigan and Washington. And, of course, uh, we got our man, 
who handicaps the pigskin. Rich Ang, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralphie. Uh, good morning, John. Hey, Ra- hey Ra- how you doing, Richie? Yeah, looks yeah like, good. Looks like Richie just came out from the cold. It looks like Richie just came out from the East Coast there, buddy. <laughs> well, I've got family back in central Connecticut, and I heard yeah. Jonathan talk 10 inches of snow, and the same with my family. They said 8 to 10 inches of snow this Ooh. morning, and it's it's still snowing. Well, my man, uh, we've got uh, kind of a lame duck week of uh, NFL football. A couple of games that mean something, that is for sure. Most of them are going to the teams that have already made the playoffs are going to rest a lot of their starters not to get hurt. Look what happened to Mr. Watt yesterday at uh, Pittsburgh, you know? Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that could happen, and uh, you don't want that happening just before you go into the playoffs. As long as you are making the playoffs, Pittsburgh needed to win, and some other uh, situations to happen before they get in. But nevertheless, uh, we have, of course, the uh, college football championship on Monday. So what say you? Well, I tell you what, I'll give one uh, pro game and uh, one college game. Uh, I had a loser yesterday with the Ravens. That game was so close. It was only it was basically one play that decided that game was that slant pass to Johnson that he ran for 70 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shows you where when you have uh, a lot of substitutes playing, the safety made a terrible angle on the ball, and uh, Johnson got behind him and uh, ran right down the field uh, by himself. Mm-hmm. As far as the pro game, Ralph, let's go to um, – a game that has no playoff implications but has very interesting, maybe historical implications, uh-huh. is 471-472, the New York Jets at the New England Patriots. It's probably going to be a mess up in New England. But I tell you what, this potentially, uh, from the rumors you hear coming out of Boston, uh, could be the last game that Bill Belichick coaches for the Patriots. Yeah. And uh, I really think the Patriots are going to be sky high to try to, to get a win for Bill in his last a potential home game. They're minus two. Um, I like the Patriots over the New York Jets and uh, possibly a, a Sayonara game. Yeah, the swan song for uh, Mr. Belichick, you think is going to be a winner for the team. That's bet number 472, the New England Patriots. It'll kick off at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, the number right now is two and a half. They're favored by two and a half. <laughs> I got uh, minus two. Okay, minus, minus two. two. Well. All right, you got it. College football championship. Washington and Michigan, and this is another game where the coach for one of these two teams may be the last time he coaches college before it gets to the pros. Yeah, uh, Jim Harbaugh's name has been mentioned with multiple, multiple NFL franchises, including ours here in Las Vegas, the uh, the Raiders. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. The game is uh, uh, 287, 288, Washington is a four-and-a-half-point uh, underdog, and that's the side I'm going to go with, Ralph. I think uh, the angle for me is the fact that Michael Penix is a generational-type talent at quarterback. I don't think Michigan has played a quarterback of his ability uh, athletically and uh, in- intelligence. Uh, uh, in the last game against, uh, you know, where they beat Texas, Texas tried to blitz Penix. Penix got out of it every time and made a great play. Uh, Michigan's going to try to run the football and run the football a football some more, but in a potential high-scoring affair, I'd rather take the four-and-a-half points with Washington. All right, Richie, we got you there. You're going to take Washington to win the uh, college football national championship, and I cannot disagree with you. I kind of like them, too. What about you, John? I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so th- we did it. We we just buried Washington. Yeah, we did. Before they, they, could, they could send <laughs> us. The... In any case, uh, let's get out to San Diego to get a pick on the horses before we let you go. Yeah, let's go to race uh... Number four, it's a mile on the grass. The rail's out 20 feet. 
a jockey I've been trying to back, but uh, he hasn't been getting too many live mounts yet, is uh, Kazushi Kimura. But he rides the number one Goliad, who uh, has a lot of speed from the rail. With the rail out 20 feet, that will help him. I think he just guns and goes and see if they can catch him in the stretch. So we'll go 25 win place two for the RI. Number one, Goliad in the fourth. All right, you got it, Richie. Number one, Goliad in the fourth race. Get Mr. Camaro home in the winner's circle. Fourth race, the one. Don't forget, Rich Ang's a full sheet of uh, handicapping Santa Anita is available right now today at the RacedayLasVegas.com websites. All right, Richie, we'll have a good time with the uh, football and horses and uh, keep bundled up, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. Hey, thanks, Ralph. Thanks, John. Good All luck, right. everybody. We're going to wrap up the show, of course, with John and Jerry, but John's here, so we're waiting for Jerry, and we'll be right back to finish up this Race Day Las Vegas radio program. Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All righty, back on Race Day Las Vegas to wrap up this week uh, on our final segment here with John and Jerry. Before we get to Jerry, John, uh, let's uh, do uh, some business. First of all, let's uh, get a, a pick from you for Santa Anita. I'll go to race number three is Santa Anita, Ralph. Uh, number three, Mischief's Causeway was really impressive, winning his debut over Labor Day weekend at Del Mar. The key here is that uh, trainer Carly Gaines almost never wins first time out. So for him to do that as well as he did, mm-hmm. her horse has always improved second and third time out. I think he takes a step forward today. He's training well. He's a pick uh, five single, the early pick five, early pick four single for me. Mm-hmm. Five to two in the program. Number three, Mischief's Causeway, race three, Santa Anita. All right, Antonio Frisou aboard on that one. The three, uh, Mischief's Causeway, and the third race is your pick, the three and the uh, third. And uh, just before we get to Jerry, et cetera, um, you were talking about that the trainer, uh, it was exceptional for this horse to run so good for this particular trainer. So there are trainers out there that have uh, certain styles about them, and a lot of trainers will have horses like cranked up to win early, like Bob Baffert does, and other trainers will give horses experiences in races before they crank them up. And a lot of uh, trainers are good with bringing horses off the shelf, etc. Uh, you know, some of the top trainers there, like a, like a guy like uh, uh, Peter Urton or, or uh, Peter Miller, uh, their M.O.s. Yeah, exactly. You, you, they develop patterns like anybody else. Uh, yeah. Again, we've been doing this a while in Southern California. Uh, 
trainer Carla Gaines hardly has a horse. You, the, they're usually a little bit heavy. She doesn't work them too hard in the morning, and they right. need a little racing. Uh-huh. You have a guy like a Bob Baffert. His good horses are going to come out. And you know they're fit because they've been working in team drills with the other million-dollar horses he's got in the barn. Those are like elimination heats. Mm-hmm. So it just depends. And, and they will develop patterns over the years, and, and that's when you do follow a circuit closely, whether it be Santa Anita or Oaklawn Park or whatever. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a pattern, and, and you want to bet into their strengths, not into their weaknesses. And when they, uh, when horses run, uh, that they run in races that uh, are are outside of their normal pattern, that tells you a little something, don't it? Yeah, good and bad, right? Yeah. You know, if they if they always fire first time, and this horse doesn't run two jumps. Okay, yeah. well, I'm going to stay away from this one. Mm-hmm. Or in this case, hey, this horse really ran well first time. He must have all kinds of abilities they haven't un- untapped yet. Yeah, that, that's what I'm hoping today. Yeah. Is there any way that uh, a normal player out there can get like a um, kind of like a cheat sheet on these guys? Well, you know, in the daily racing form, they do lay out the stats on first-time starters for uh-huh. the trainer stats and whatnot. So that helps you a little bit. Yeah. And th- there is very little information not out there anymore between all the coverage, uh, whether it be the racetrack signals or a, a FanDuel TV or something like that. They're going to pull up all these numbers. I don't want anybody reading me stats. I just know that this is a strength, this is not a strength. And I'll just go with that. And, it, and again, I try to play consistent. That's why I won't jump into circuits that I don't play very often because I don't know those as well as I do other places. You don't know the uh, kind of the M.O. on these uh, trainers. Exactly. Now, uh, you were uh, referring to the daily racing form. In the racing form at the bottom of each uh, past performance uh, section of a horse, each uh, past performance, they, they lay out how a trainer does with first-time starters, second-time starters, Horses off of a layoff, et cetera. Is that yeah, that's right? What you're There'll be four to. or five categories depending on the kind of race. First yeah. time out, uh, dirt to turf, sprint to route, whatever the situation for that particular race is. They'll have some stats on that trainer under those conditions. You know, I, I noticed that uh, the racing form in the well, maybe maybe ten years now. Time gets away from me when you get as old as I am. But in any case, I remember now when they started putting up the statistics of the trainers. Uh, their record for the year, and then their record for, for that particular meet, et cetera. And I've noticed that a lot of trainers sometimes refer to that. They they really take that, uh, you know, at heart, don't they? Well, because, you know, it's become a, a game of percentages, and uh-huh. owners will see all those numbers. Yeah. If they see this guy is winning 25% for the year, well, I, I want to go with a guy that's winning races. Yeah. So, so they, you know, it forces them to be aggressive, I think. And, uh, good. That's again, good. Yeah. So yeah. you, you, you want, I, I want a guy who's trying to win on that day with the horse I'm trying to. Play. Yeah. I don't want him prepping for something. No, no, no. I, least, I'll wait for next time. Yeah. At least tell me, you know, ahead of time that's, that's your intent. Uh, and, uh, also, uh, you know, the horse players, a lot of guys that sit there and say, man, this guy, well, for example, uh, last week we were talking about how hot, uh, Glatt was, right? Right. Uh, we see that, and so the guys uh, like in the zone right now with his horses, whether it be that his horses are all ready to fire, or whether it be he's placing his horses in the right races to win races, etc. Uh, that is a good barometer for horse players as well. Oh sure, yeah, and a barn will just get good. You see these horses training together, and if a horse runs well, well, the horse that worked with him, he probably is going to run well too. They're, they're training the same way, yeah. so they kind of go in streaks like that, and yeah, you have conditions. Uh, a first allowance condition that a horse is going to win that when they start stepping up into higher conditions. Now maybe they struggle a little bit. And you were talking about how horses sometimes will perform in the morning, like uh, they will in the afternoon. That that prime example was yesterday in the stakes race where Muth and his stable mate 
you know, were battling uh, through the stretch and then Muth got the best of them. And somebody is saying that uh, they were working that way as well. They had Muth on the outside of this horse and the, and the, the other, uh, the horse, uh, I believe it was. Uh, uh, pilot Commander. Pilot Commander right. uh, was uh, in the workouts, was on the inside as well. Yeah, Bob Baffert had been working Muth, trying to take him off a little bit to try and get him to raid a little bit yep. and sit outside. And, and that's exactly how the race went. Pilot Commander went to the lead. He sat outside. It was just like the morning workout, and it was yeah. the same result. Yeah, they just uh, did it in the afternoon with a little bit more money at stake. <laughs> that's that's the best time to do it. All right. Oh my goodness. We got to bring in Jerry Jackowitz now. Look at this. Look at this getup Jerry has for the final week of the NFL. Jerry is uh, decked out in his fandom uh, sweatshirt of the Giants and his fandom cap of the Raiders. You are a confused person, my man. Good morning. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm feeling great. Oh, look at this. Please. <laughs> Don't show us your briefs. I don't care what they say. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not, I'm not confused. I'm I'm just uh, you know I'm in both camps at the same time. You're a, you're a multi fan. I'm uh, I'm pulled and torn and and it's all great. I love it. I just have I'm having more fun with football now than I did when I was eight years old. So. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's for sure. And we always have fun when we're here in Las Vegas with football because we can actually bet a bob or two on uh, maybe a game that we like. You never know, right? That is true. It's been All right, known to happen. All right Jerry. Now, um, I think. Well, I'm going to ask you. Does it get more difficult because we we understand the weather patterns that are going through the East Coast right now? There's like two other storms right behind it in succession that is on the same path of the jet stream, and it looks like the East Coast is going to get slammed one after another for the next ten days with this type of weather. Um, and does it make it more difficult or maybe more easy for you to do your power pages? Well, making the power pages more difficult. I mean, it just, uh, I've got to dig in deeper and, um, you know, find little nuggets that, that help me understand the horse and the condition. And, uh, and then sometimes getting, you know, really understanding the condition is difficult. So I would say it's more difficult on the one hand. On the other hand, I think it, it tends to create more price opportunities for the players. Mm -hmm. And I would rather win, you know, two out of 10 times than five out of 10 times if I'm getting paid, you know, 10 to one on the two to ones as opposed to two to one on the five to, on the five winners. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's a very strange game. The more difficult the game is, the better it is for the players, actually. All right, and Go ahead. Yeah, it's a, it's a fairly simple thing. The, be the, the better it is for the players when the game is more difficult. Uh, the players may say, wow, it's so much more frustrating right, and right, difficult. Right. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is they're going to get on better prices and or they should be getting on better prices that win. And when that happens, uh, all things get made up. Um, you know, it, 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 it's really a good thing, not a bad thing. Um, well, so, the, when and, and it really affects the computer players and the people that are arbitraging the game. And that's what you really want. So, uh, I, so I like it. It's harder work. It's okay. You, uh, don't want to interrupt you. You done? Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, I, I was going to say that uh, plays right into your uh, philosophy of uh, value. Absolutely. Okay. And it plays into my philosophy of using the place pool in your exotics and your exactness to create more winners for yourself. Okay. Now I got to ask you one more question, then we'll get your picks. Jockeys. Are there some jockeys that perform better on off tracks than the regular dirt tracks? 
I'm guessing yes. I mean, the smarter jockeys know where the um, there's a certain part when they when they uh, when they groom the track and the tractor uh, goes over the 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 wheels go over the track. They create, I guess, a little more compression and tighten up certain parts of the track. Uh-huh. And the smarter jockeys know where those spots are and they get to them. And so, in other so words, I think, I think, so in other words, those jockeys will tend to see where the tractor marks are from the tractors floating between races, whatever the the liquid or mud or et cetera on right. top. And they'll look for that particular lane while they're running in the race to get uh, firmer footing. Well, I think that's one of the things they yeah, okay. do. I'm sure there's, there's plenty of things they do that I just don't know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and the smarter jockeys look for the biases that they look at other races. They sure. Hey, the horse down on the rail is doing a little better than I think he should have. I'm I'm going to try the rail. And when they find something, they go with it. So, yeah. John, you and I remember yeah. yesterday we were watching a race at Oakland and a horse that was like 49 to 1 or something got up for a second because he used the rail and the firmer footing on the rail uh, coming up the rail to secure the second place finish in a in a Four horse uh, uh, across the track. There was nothing wrong with the inside at, yeah. at, at Oakland yesterday. Yeah. I, you talked about that. Martin Pedroza won an awful lot of races in the slop in Southern California. Yeah. And Eddie Delahousie would be cons- uh, he would get absent. He would get sick on those days where. It yeah, on. I know he didn't like to come from behind. Too much mud in his face. All right, time to get started, Jerry. We got uh, less than a minute. Give me two, quick. Okay, I'll go fast today. Let's go to Aqueduct. We'll go to the six. We've got a mod horse authorized, the five horse and the six. I love them. Five over the one, three, four, seven. Do reverses. One, three, four, seven over the five. And I'm pressing up five, seven, seven, five. All right, enough said there. The sixth race at Aqueduct, the five over one, three, four, seven, and reverse. Santa Anita. Let's go to the uh, second race. Number three, Clean Karma, lays over the field, in my opinion, and uh, Herrera is just the right jockey for this horse. I'll take the three over the one, two, six. Do my reverses, one, two, six over the three, but three in race number two. That's my feature play in pop-out key. Oh, boy, you guys have given me something here. In the first race, nobody has a pick. There's eight in that. Second race, you just came with the three over one, uh, two, six in reverse. So you got the three in the second. John, you gave us the three and the third, and Richie gave us the one and the fourth, so I can go all, three, three, one, all, and uh, seven times eight will get the job done. At, and uh, and you can cut that in half. That's the right. 50 cent. $28 ticket $28 for the 50, for the 50 cent bet. Yeah. Not a bad not a bad Sirocco play for today. All right, remember, Jerry, okay. J's, Jerry J's power pages for all of Aqueduct. Horses swimming out there at Aqueduct and at Santa Anita, available right now at jerryjspowerpage.com. I'm wearing my uh, championship hat, first the first uh, championship ever I went to in 2015. So until uh, Wednesday, have a wonderful evening of uh, horses and uh, sports. Go ahead and say it real quick, Jerry, real quick. Have a great race day, everybody.